Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's up? Welcome in. This is the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. The Bears were allowed to practice today, Nick, and one of the two of us were there. Uh, Nick is still uh, recovering from a bad, bad, bad allergies, right? We still roll with the allergies? Allergies, a cough, a weird cold. But yeah, I think I'm on the next side of things. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can still hear it in my voice a little bit, but I'm not like Monday where Monday like, was bad. you yeah, where you had to carry the show and I'm glad you did. But uh yeah, I'm feeling better. Uh well we are so I was over at house all day. You were doing the uh, smart thing and just giving it one more day to be safe. Uh what shirt are you wearing, by the way? Say white sock shirt. It's kind of got a little V-neck in there, but but it's like I figured uh, it almost looks like a jersey looking deal. Someone said like it almost like it resembles like a soccer kind of jersey look, but yeah, hey, it's fitting because the White Sox and Michael Kopech they looked really good yesterday in, in that performance against the Dodgers. Yeah, he was pretty filthy in that game last night. So it's nice to have the Sox winning some baseball games against good teams too. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly helps my mood a little bit. Um. But welcome in. We have uh, some we actually have a lot to talk about today, which is nice for June 8th as the heat is on in my house. I think that's pretty ridiculous, but uh, it kicked in because uh, apparently it's 53 degrees outside. It's not a not June type weather right now, Adam, which kind of stinks. So hopefully that changes really quickly. (laughs) Um, so, you know, uh, while uh, Nick was off yesterday, Mark Carmen sat in and we had this big discussion about what happened yesterday um, with the Bears having to cancel a practice. Well, they didn't have to cancel it. The NFL canceled it for them. Said, you're punished. You cannot have uh, this OTA practice. You're going to lose one because you've had too much contact. Um, before we get to the things that were said today about this, because we did get to talk to Matt Eberflus and a bunch of players, including two of the Bears NFL PA reps, which I thought was great that they were made available today to talk about this stuff. Um, what was your overall reaction since you didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, Nick, just to this whole thing happening? Yeah, when I first heard about it, I'm like, well, the guys are just practicing Matty Refluse's hits philosophy, right? And they're going a little too hard with it. And now, you know, there's certain lines that you can't cross. The NFL jumped in there and 
Um, to me, I feel like it's more so like, yes, a lot of the young guys are getting this. This is what it's going to be like at the NFL level. And you got penalized for it. I'd rather them be practicing at this extent than like, you know, kind of going half speed and that, that leads to injuries. Right. So I feel like when I heard about it, they're just practicing what Maddie Flus is preaching and they're doing it exactly how he wants it to. Now, obviously you got to do it within the guidelines. So I wasn't too upset or, you know, thinking, Oh, the coaching regime is going in the wrong direction or anything like that. But that's kind of how I felt about the, the infraction that the bears had. And then obviously not um, losing an OTA practice. It's a funny comment there from Matt saying the Bears have better contact than Yasmani Grandal. Yikes, wow. it's true. Uh, not wrong. Um, and uh, we also see uh, Gage watching today from Oxford, Alabama. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you nice. watching from that far away. Um, so here's, here's kind of, I think I'll just sort of whiteboard what we learned today at House Hall. Perhaps what we... Um, gathered from talking to the players and from Matt Eberflus. Of course, the head coach in the coachy way um, downplayed it, right? Hey, we had a couple plays, a few plays early, early, very early in OTAs that were the problem. Um, you know what I found interesting is that, first of all, how did this come? He said he also didn't know how it came you know, was raised to the NFLPA, but Cole Komet and others mentioned about how there was a NFLPA rep that happened to be at one of the practices early on. And that kind of, I think, is what raised the red flag. Also, they've been probably seeing all these stories that we've been writing and talking about on shows like this where they're practicing hard. There's lots of intensity. You know, they're, they're really pushing it here in camp. So I, I think it was a, a team ripe to be put under the microscope um, by the NFL and the NFL PA on this. And then in the end, um, you know, it, based on Dan Weeder's reporting yesterday, it seems like they were warned and then maybe some practice film was watched a little bit later and then they probably found some other plays. But it, it sounds like, and I actually remember this happening. I honestly couldn't remember if it was the first OTA practice or back at the mini camp they had in April. The players all seem to be in agreement today that this was an issue of players being on the ground. And that happens. Like, whether you're practicing hard or not, you're going to have practices. We've seen so many over the years where a couple guys are going and you just have guys trip over each other sometimes. And then someone goes down to the ground. And then the, every coach on the field goes, stay up, stay up, stay up. I mean, it's it's just a very common football thing um that happens and you know it probably happened too much probably happened when that nfl pa rep was there then they probably reviewed some film and it had like i i actually really liked um ju what justin jones had to say today uh where he was basically like it's football you know like and I, it's almost like chalking up to some bad luck and bad timing and i think part of that is is probably true. Um, what I want to tackle, though, is, and I asked Matt Eberflus this, and I asked Cole Komet this, was, do you think this was a result of, like, the way practice is structured and the things you're asking the players to do? Or is it 
players being a little overzealous and just pushing a little bit too far to the point where, you know, a couple guys go down and then you get dinged for it. And I thought the consensus overall, I'm not saying the coaches are completely blameless, Nick, because I do think that this is definitely a result of the hits philosophy and the players trying to buy into the hits philosophy. But in many ways, that's a good thing that they're trying. And I think I didn't sense any ill will from the players like putting blame on the coaches or being upset. Like they're pushing us too much. And this is why this came up. So in that regard, like, I don't really think this is that big of a deal. No, I don't think it's that big of a deal either. Excuse me. As my voice goes away, you lied. You said you have your voice liar. Actually, Adam, you keep talking real quick. Oh no. Oh no. He's hurting you guys. Oh, see, I mean, too what much, are we going to do with him? I think it's too much contact in the offseason program <laughs> for Nick right now. Well, it's like, it's weird because it's like right when I'm about to talk, it's like, oh, go away. <laughs> voice go away. Exactly. You know what's funny about that is that's what happens when you lose your voice. You try to talk and then it's not there. Well, yeah, I, I think so. Like, unless it's just going to go away again. But it seemed like all the players were kind of explaining how you were, Adam. It's that it's football. And the closer you get to the line of scrimmage, the more people are going to trip over each other. No, it, it's uh, – and by the way, I have a – my Bears Things column is already up at allchgo.com um, if you want to check it out. And I kind of addressed what we learned from this today. But um, let me see if I can find this quote from Justin Jones because it's not the one we had ready for you guys, but we have another one too. Um, he said, okay, th- Justin Jones said, when you're playing O-line, D-line, foot traffic happens. And with that being said, sometimes it just doesn't play in your favor. And that's kind of how we got hit. And like I said, that's okay. Chalk it up to the game. Nobody got hurt. Everybody had a good time and just leave it at that. Like, I kind of like that attitude. And I think that's another example of just clearly the players aren't upset with the coaches over this, which I think is important. No, it is because I think when you're trying to implement a new philosophy, like, don't you want to do it at 110%? And it seems like the players are doing that, especially the young guys. That's what Cole Komet was saying. That was Justin Jones. A lot of the guys are just trying to give it their all to kind of prove to these new coaches. And, um, you know, Cole Komet was really good on this. He is the Bears' new uh, NFL PA player rep. So, um, you know, and he kind of addressed this right away. He said, you got to look at our situation right now. We've got a lot of young guys, right? New coach, new everything. Guys are coming in to prove themselves, including me. So when someone says you're going 100%, you're going 100%. Um, And I think that he and many of the other players took ownership of that. The fact that in between the whistles, you have to follow the rules too. And you got to find that fine line between following this hits philosophy that your coaches are preaching and also being smart about it at the same time. Um, and the other thing I'll say is I think it was very notable that Matt Eberflus said he did not get fined and the Bears did not get fined. Mm-hmm. That, to me, says that even the NFL was admitting that there was no malicious intent to break well-established rules by the people in charge. They were just doing what their coaches were, were asking of them, right? And so, and what a lot of, like, Cole Komet was saying 
was that like these practices will kind of help them moving forward into training camp, right? They know what to kind of expect. So yeah, no malicious intent, but you know, now they, I wonder how much that changes things moving forward. Right. So I think it, as the bears are still trying to find that fine line, they'll have three more practices next week and hopefully they, you know, just stay within the guidelines. Yeah. So, um, I, I in the end, I think this thing will pass. Uh, now, it still does count, though. Like, so if this comes up again and is an issue again, now they only have one more OTA, but there's still like contact rules next week at minicamp. It's not like the pads are on, and there's there's rules at the start of training camp too uh, that you have to follow. But that's where they could get in trouble. And I and I mentioned yesterday, I think that the Seattle Seahawks in 2017 lost a draft pick because they were repeat offenders. So I don't think the bears are necessarily to that point. Obviously they're not the coach didn't even get fired, but I think they do have to be careful and it should be a learning lesson, not only for the players, but also for the coaches, because I can tell you this, I am pretty sure that other than, uh, you know, saying stay up, stay up, making sure the players stay up. The coaching staff is pretty happy probably with how much these push these players are pushing themselves. I would think so too. Like, Hey, we told you about the hits philosophy and you guys are out there executing it. It's like, okay, we lost a practice, but I do enjoy the effort and the kind of like the relentlessness that these guys are practicing with. Um, and uh, shout out to Cole Cabot, who, who was uh, honest about the fact that he was happy. He got to play 18 holes of golf yesterday. And I'm jealous that he did not bring me with to Royal Melbourne, which is a course, Nick, you and I will not be getting on to anytime soon. Um, And he shot an 86, which I'm impressed by too. I have not actually like swung a golf club and actually hit a golf ball. Need to do top golf to kind of start things off. But now when you say that you're not talking about this summer, you're, you're talking about in your life, in my life, like mini golf is all I have. That's the extent of my golfing. Wow. What can I, I mean, say? come on, I mean, man. Golf, golf's just not my we thing. Learn, we learned this about the softball thing, too, right? Like, he had never played baseball. It's just then, football. Man. Like, that was it. And then Kevin Kadek put him in charge of managing the team. Yeah, and drawing diamonds. Which, you know, seems like questionable leadership at best. <laughs> and, See, I'll go back then, to Kevin. And then he drew a triangle <laughs> as the field. Uh, he also doesn't like Top Gun, so that's another thing with Kevin. Can't trust him. Nope. That's what I've decided. Anybody who doesn't like Top Gun, you can't trust. I agree. Did you still go to the movie the other day, by the way? I did not. Okay, uh, my friend really that. wanted to go. I really wanted to go, but I was no in no condition to actually see that movie again. But you need to do it. 4DX. I know. I'm struggling to recruit family members to go with me. Oh. Is it too intense for my seven-year-old? I mean, he saw the movie. No, already. he'd like, love it. He'd love so? it. It's like a ride. It's like a ride. He okay. would love it. You, I mean, you would too. Lawrence, go see it. Yeah, at some point, maybe. Wow. It'll be on TBS in like a year or two. <laughs> oh, wait, well, TBS, it takes like five kidding. years. Yeah. Only the, the really shitty movies go there within Whoa. a year. Well, I think I've seen The Fugitive on TBS a bunch of times. Yeah, The Fugitive came out in like 90, hey, right? Hey, 92 uh, or something? I think like 96, 96. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. 
I'm going with 92. Hmm. But I'm totally guessing. We'll see if the two two uh, shows in a 93. row. 93. Oh! I got I'm it. Ta- I'm taking that as a win. Close. Yeah. I'm taking Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> um, all right. Other things from OTAs today. Very interesting offensive line combination. That's what I heard. I was not uh, expecting to show up to practice today and see Braxton Jones working with the first team at left tackle. Uh, he, of course, is the fifth-round draft pick from Southern Utah, making a huge jump up in competition. Uh, and then the other interesting thing was, like, it didn't. this didn't just mean that Larry Borum went down in the twos. It actually meant Larry Borum went from left tackle to right tackle, and Tevin Jenkins went to the twos, where he was still playing right tackle. So I will say this. The Bears did tell us that they were going to try different combinations, and that's what Matt Eberflus is chalking this up to today. Um, not going to put too much stock in it yet. I will be very curious to see what the offensive line looks like next week at minicamp, and then I think that will give us a better idea of where they might be at starting training camp. Well, I'll say this too. Isn't this a time to kind of explore where like offensive line, you don't get the proper evaluation without the pads on. So, Hey, Braxton Jones, go play against the first team defensive line, which consists of no Robert Quinn, no Alquan D. Mohammed. You have Travis Gibson as like the most established guy. So go check it out. So if, you know, I, I wouldn't make, I, when I saw that come out today, Adam, I didn't make too much of it. Because that's what Eberflus has said. He's going to try different combinations. We saw Jalen Johnson with the twos. He was back with the ones. And maybe he's just trying to see the best fit for this offensive line moving forward. And since you can't really get a good indication of what you have until the pads are on, I guess you can get you can get away with having a Braxton Jones be at a left tackle. And you still got to figure out Larry Borum. Like, he doesn't have much. He doesn't have. He's got one game at left tackle, really as his experience. So get him moving around, see where he best fits. But if you're someone who saw that news today, I wouldn't make too much of it. Once we see the pads come on in training camp and start seeing more consistent lines each and every day, then you can kind of make a better evaluation of what Eberflus and the Spurs offense is trying to do. Well, yeah. And there's, you know, there's a many different ways this, these, these things can go. And the one thing I think you want to avoid is, a couple situations where you had one guy play one position basically the whole offseason all the training mm-hmm. camp and then you got to switch them last minute like i believe one of the cody white hair years you had that where he went from guard to center or center to guard vice one of the two um with not much practice time you had the kyle long year where mm-hmm. you kicked him out the right tackle the week the season was starting um when he had already played a year at guard and then spent the whole offseason training to be guard and that was his position and then all of a sudden you're like okay you're right tackle so um you know my guess is Braxton Jones at least has done something to earn a look with the first now he had been playing left tackle with the backups which I thought was significant already like that he had already kind of been slid into that spot um but I'm also at the same time like these guys aren't hitting. They don't have pads on. Like, what could they possibly be showing um, to earn this? And then the other side of it, though, is like, well, what if Larry Borum does end up being your best option at right tackle? 
instead of left. Well, you got to get them practice time there. You can't just be like, hey, this is going well. Let's keep it this way. And then because you never know what's going to happen in the preseason. And again, you don't want them to practice at left tackle the whole offseason and then realize like right before the 49ers game, actually, we need to play a right tackle. That would be like one of the worst case scenarios. But now I get my mind kind of envisioning what if it is like a Braxton Jones at left tackle, Larry Borum at right tackle and like a Tevin Jenks at right guard that the fluctuation there. Only only guy that had would have some consistency is Borum, who played right tackle last season. Like that would just be not the best situation to be in for Justin Fields, who's going to would have a bunch of young guys playing at different positions, but like you said, once the pads come on, we'll we'll get a better indication and see where these guys ultimately line up. And hopefully there isn't that last minute, last week change where, you know, you have a different player or player playing a different position, one that they didn't practice all summer. All right. Well, we got a couple other things we want to bring up from today's OTAs. Um, the first one to tell you the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app, use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And of course, that's not it. You know that. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, including my Bears Things column, which is up right now from today's uh, activities at Hallis Hall. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Perhaps like I actually am wearing a CHGO shirt today. It is that one. The black nice. one with the sweet logo and the letter CHGO. So, again, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. We'll even throw in Nick's voice. You don't want keep that. that. You can keep that. <laughs> Someone already took it from you. Uh, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com, which is Nick's preferred method of communication right now. He's typing. Yeah, no, yeah. that is definitely true. You, you know what I've noticed, Adam? Um, like, on this today's podcast, I think it was Mondays, like, you always have the CHGO shirt underneath the hoodie. It's like you're always trying to just take off a layer of clothing here. It's like, what's going on here, Adam? Well, what's going on here is it's June in my head, so I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to wear T-shirts, and then I walk out of my house and I realize, oh, it's actually fall or March still. I don't know. It's either early spring or late fall in June, and I still need to wear a hoodie. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to take it off at least when I get to the show, and then I'm still cold because I actually am cold by nature. Like, Okay. And so when I get a chill in my body, I cannot get rid of it. I know what the solution is then. We just need CHGO hoodies. So yes. let's let's hopefully that gets in the works eventually here. But I think that's the solution here. Now I have a question for everybody. Do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? A collective yes through the comments. I can hear it now. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with their organic broad spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you, like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you can wake up feeling at your best. 
And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and ships straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. I see that. Yes, Nick, tell us more. Oh, yep, yep, here's CBD. Here's the most important part, you guys. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at checkout. And do you already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. All right. Now I need a ruling from Lawrence because I got yelled at Hi. the other day for making Nick do the read. So based on where yeah. Nick is at now, should yeah. he be doing the next read he's supposed to do or should I just take it? Uh, I mean, he was all right. It was definitely better than Monday. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't a very convincing answer. No, it really wasn't. wasn't. I, no, <laughs> but the next one, I got it. Hopefully, I hope. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll I, get to that in twenty minutes. Yeah, yes. I'll be prepared to take over. Uh, all right. So a couple other things. Justin Jones, since we were talking about him, uh, was talking about playing the three technique. And he said, I take pride in knowing what I do. I take pride in knowing what the guy next to me is doing. I take pride in knowing who's behind me and what they're doing. I take pride in knowing this scheme. I take pride in that. That's why. Justin Jones on why he likes playing the three technique position. I like this guy so far, Nick. I like what he has to say. I like his attitude. Uh, I just hope he could stay healthy because that seems to be the problem. Yeah, I'm completely, I agree with you there, Adam. I think I did have some skepticism about what Justin Jones can be in this defense. Just the, the it's a huge role that he has to play for Matt Eberflus, and he knows that. And obviously the quote that you just read kind of exemplifies, you know, what he thinks about the responsibility that he has for, for the three-tech position and what it needs to do for everybody else on the defense. But he's saying all the right things. He seems motivated. And he knows that he can play a big part in what the Bears want to do defensively this season and moving forward. But I am looking forward to seeing him be that penetrator to kind of free up the the linebackers to hopefully disrupt the, the imposing quarterback. But he's saying all the right things now, and there's not much else he can do. And like him, it's like he needs to be in pads so we can really see what he is about. But He's doing all the right things, Adam, saying all the right things, and I'm looking forward to seeing how much of a disruptor he can be for the Bears defense. All right, now here's the big question. Do I report the truth from today's practice? Oh, yeah. Or do or do our awesome viewers and listeners tell us? Because last time we got in trouble for this. We did? Do, or do they, just, do they just want me to lie about Justin? Justin Fields. I did. I did see the tweets about this too. Right. Uh, you definitely got to say the truth. Cause last time we got truth in trouble. Hurts. Bears fans couldn't handle the truth that day. <laughs> they couldn't. I think, let's see. Always report the truth. Shy yeah. city soldier says so, soldier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hair bear says you'll lose either way. It's true. It's just the reality of this. There's going to be days like this guys. And it's Okay. Um, and I don't actually want to even put all this on fields 
Like, I feel like the last time we had this, which was the last day of that mini camp in April, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more obvious that it was totally the quarterback's fault. Um, the offense was just not good today. The defense was all over the place. I want to give them a lot of credit. Um, at the same time, like Kyler Gordon wasn't practicing. Eddie Jackson wasn't practicing. Uh, you know, DeAndre Houston Carson's become a pretty good depth piece, but he was like, I don't know if it's good when he's flying all over the field, making plays on the ball. And there were a lot of throws into questionable windows. Now I will always throw out this caveat, especially this time of year. It is hard to get two in the weeds on a quarterback's decision-making in May and June because a lot of times, and I don't even know if this is the case today, um, but a lot of times the offense coordinator or quarterback's coach will say, throw the ball anyway. You know, mm-hmm. we want to we see you. There was a day in training camp, I remember, but I guess this would be another reason to be a little, little skeptical about that too is because I do remember a day in training camp with Mitch Trubisky a few years ago in Bourbon A where Matt Nagy like immediately came out and was like, well, well, this is one of those practices where everything's scripted and we tell them to throw it no matter what. And it resulted in like a few interceptions and it wasn't great. But that is true. Like there are days like that. So I don't necessarily know if those were the instructions Fields was under today, but like there was one throw in the end zone that was totally ill-advised and was lucky it didn't get picked off. But again, they may have said throw it anyway. I don't know. Um, there was DeAndre Houston Carson had two interceptions today. One, I would say, was... Well, one was the same type of situation. Like, nobody was really open. Justin threw it up anyway. It was nowhere near a wide receiver. DHC actually made a nice play on it. There's another one that Jalen Johnson broke on that... He, it's actually, to be honest, I, I was standing there with Adam Johns. I said, you know, those are the plays that Jalen needs to start making. It was not the easiest interception of all time, but his hands got were on the football and it would have been an, a pick six had he scooped it up, you know, and, um, but he just couldn't hold on to it. Still, it was a nice break on the ball and a good pass defended, defended. Um, and then there was in the two minute drill late, Nick, there was a ball that was, I, I hate that we can't see any of the tape, obviously, because you always want to see these plays again. But Equimania St. Brown's coming over the middle of the field. They're in one of those situations where it's a two-minute drill, so I think the defense was purposely vacating the middle of the field because the clock's running down. Um, And the ball seemed like it was high and behind him. And then Equimania's tipped it because he tried to reach back, and that just popped it straight up in the air, and DHC intercepted it. So whether you want to say it was the whole offense – I think that's fair. I didn't see many wide receivers open today. I saw one nice route combination. Well, I should probably shouldn't even go into those details, but there was one play where Darnell Mooney was open due to a nice route combination. I'll just say that. Uh, but other than that, you, you know, we, we can't look at the video, but I think we should really overanalyze this one photo that I found Ooh. on the USA Today. <laughs> look at him. He looks kind of yeah. sad. I don't know. And that's from today? That's from today. I. You know what? I think that's a good summary for today's practice for the offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Again, this is an OTA recap show. If he had thrown 10 touchdowns, I would have told you that. That's not what happened today. And if you want to spin it and look at it positively, the defense looked pretty good today. Now, Flus did say, and we just got to take his word for it, because we were not at Monday's practice. We were not allowed to be at Monday's practice. 
They only let us go once a week during OTAs. Next week, we'll be able to go to all three for minicamp. But Monday, he did say the offense was great. They had 11 chunk plays, is the way he put it. Mm-hmm. There weren't many chunk plays today. I'm not sure there were any, quite frankly. Um, so we're just going to take his word for it that that happened Monday. I'm going to choose to analyze this and put a little bit more stock in it come training camp. But would you agree, Nick, that it seems like more days than not that we've been out there, the offense hasn't exactly looked great? I would say that's fair. Um, for the most part, the defense looks to be ahead of of the offense. And like you said, there was It probably no- should be, too. It should be. It really should be. There wasn't Eddie Jackson out there today or practicing at least. There, and Kyler Gordon was in the building, I think how Matty Refluse put it, but that was that was it. I actually thought that was uh uh concerning that he was there but but not, not practicing. I mean cuz cuz it cuz usually that means you're doing side work or rehabbing or something I don't know and we don't know what's going on there. He wouldn't tell us anything more, but if he had been like, "Oh, he had an excused absence and wasn't here," then I'd be like, "Okay." So something to monitor next week. If he's practiced, I mean, that'll be one of the first things we're looking for, right? Is Kyler Gordon on the field at minicamp? I mean, I'm just going to monitor him every single day because the first time we saw him in action, he had what the, the, the calf strain or the leg, whatever was going on with him. So first time we saw him, he had limited play. So just definitely have to monitor that. But like, I, I would think most people, you don't take too much stock into a bad offensive performance i get there's a lot of moving pieces still that fields in this offense is trying to work out if it was perfected in otas that would just be an anomaly to be completely honest so the fact that they are i guess throwing interception things are not timed perfectly that's i think expected to happen but it's like when you we're going to be watching players when they stack practices in training camp you're going to obviously watch justin fields in this offense if they can stack good practices or bad practices. That's where I think you can take more into what the offense actually is and where it could end up being. But like, again, the, the defense has been ahead so far. Give it in the middle of July when we're there each and every day. We'll, we'll then see how this offense is stacking up. Also. And I've said this before, and I said it last time fields had a rough practice. I don't know that I've seen the guy had to have two bad practices in a row. Now it's tough right now because we, we can't haven't been able to one. go to all of them, but it still applies because the next time we saw him, he was good again. Um, and then, you know, we won't be there tomorrow, so we won't know. But next week, we'll get three days in a row. It'll be interesting to see. I, I do think that that's encouraging that you rarely see Justin have like a string of bad practices in a row. Um, that applied last year, too. I felt like mm-hmm. that applied during the games, too. You know, and he had a tough game. He usually would come back. Um, and have a pretty decent one. So, but you still want to try to find that consistency. Everyone's raving about the guy. I, my thoughts on him are very clear. I think he's going to be good. I do. I still feel that way. Uh, it just concerns me a little bit, Nick, when you, you see the ill-advised throws, like the ones you're like, they just don't throw that ball. But again, I, it's, it, I can't, I can't accurately bring up that concern today without knowing whether or not like they still want him throwing those balls. And, and in hindsight, it's probably a question I should ask the head coach after practice. We were a little bit more concerned about uh, everything that happened with practices and 
uh, yesterday's ordeal and all that. Um, but maybe it's a question more so for Luke Getzey the next time we get to talk to him. So Yeah, just like after if a play is not executed to perfection and they have to extend a play, do you still want Justin throwing that ball? Even if yeah. it's, like you said, ill-advised. Like that would be a good indication of what Fields is asked to do when a play doesn't go right or if things not properly executed. Like still throw the ball anyways. Something can happen. But yeah, I agree. That is a good question to ask. Now, personally for me, I, like I know there's benefits for completing the rep because like if you can get the ball in play, you still get your defenders a chance to get their hands on the ball. Like there's mm-hmm. other benefit. You're giving your wide receiver a chance to go get it. For a young quarterback, though, that's just so important. Like I'd rather have him concentrate on if it's not there, throw the ball away. That's just me, though. But then it has the downside of now the ball's not in play. Now those guys don't get that opportunity. For me, with the decision making, because to me, the decision making is everything with these young quarterbacks. Like, I would want him repping that as much as possible. Play's not there, get rid of it. You know what, Adam? It's like, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic to kind of balance here because I think Justin Fields, and I think you would agree too, is like one of those guys that can extend plays and make things happen when they're not there. But it's whether or not you get into a bad habit of trying to force feed things that really you have no no business trying to to throw or complete so it is finding that balance. like the bears have to find that balance between going uh you know too physical in practice and then find that happy medium i think justin fields needs to find that that balance too whether or not he should extend a play and if he he should just let you know live to play another down so all about finding balance in the nfl oh i can't wait till the reps actually matter so same we've we've definitely reached that part of the offseason like can't wait for camp right like can't wait for the pads to go out and then you get like a week into that and you're like oh i just can't wait for a preseason game where you can actually analyze this a little bit better because they're live bullets and then you get like you realize how silly those are uh and then you're like can it just be week one already that what's we're halfway through the season it's like can it be week week 18 or when the you know things are going sour but yes and that's how it's going to be all right let's talk about today's player grade uh which has been dubbed h war by lawrence oh, on yeah. the show uh give me a drum roll it is today get excited caleb johnson everybody yeah that's the excitement yeah that's excitement there. yes that was mm-hmm. uh, okay thank you very much um hey he's on the roster he's coming back he's on the list he's somebody that we're talking about caleb johnson Actually, uh, so his grade comes out to a 0.50, as you can see if you're watching the show, which qualifies him as a reserve special teamer, which is what he is. What he is. He actually did his job pretty well last year, especially as a rookie. I thought he was an undrafted free agent out of Houston Baptist that probably this time last year, I couldn't even tell you who he was, quite frankly. And then you got the training camp and you're like, hey, wait a minute. This guy, 92, is always like the first guy down. You got to the preseason games, uh, like on punts or kickoffs, and he was like always the first guy down there to the point that he was completely out of control and missing the tackles. Um, however, the first guy down, usually you want him firing and taking a shot because it forces the returner to do something. And you're looking at him, and you're like, ah, I don't know. They, I, they seem to like him. They seem to like him on special teams. Sure enough, he makes the roster out of camp, makes the 53-man undrafted out of Houston Baptist, which in and of itself was a pretty good feat 
for Caleb Johnson. And then throughout the season, he looked like somebody that could help you in that regard um, on special teams going forward. So I don't know that he's ever going to be more than that, but that's okay with me, as you guys know, uh, with special teams. So he ends up with seven special teams tackles last season and one fumble recovery. And I think given expectations and where he is, it's actually a, it was a pretty good rookie year for him. Yeah, it was a guy that played 239 snaps on special teams. He played the most on kick return with his 69 snaps. Nice. Nice. Yes, yep, yep. But uh yeah, he only had five defensive snaps too when you when you look outside of special teams. So is this a guy that maybe if he works his way up, like kind of like a similar path to a DHC, a DeAndre Houston Carson can maybe find himself at a Sam linebacker way down the line i don't know but that would be hard of hard stretch to make at this point because we've only primarily seen him on special teams i actually did see him one time at uh bears fit i'm like who is this oh that's caleb johnson yes he's he's on the team but that's all we really can go off of and Uh, by the the way that was just another subtle reminder everybody that nick works out so i haven't been able to the last two days but i got this at him for people who are watching, just uh, let the, I don't know what this is called, but when I knew I was going feeling sick on Monday, I'm like, oh no, I can't do anything. So I got. Is that like a wrist? It's like, like for workout? your forearm. Yeah, yeah, you well, can like change I mean, I the need settings that, on it. Look at me here. Yeah, I actually this would be a good way to re-strengthen the 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 strength in your. Yeah, I don't know. See, by I am under strict orders from my occupational therapist to wear this, not use this at all for like a week. And okay. just and and here's the catch is my occupational therapist is my wife, so I better listen. You have to listen. So okay. does it? What'd you do? Did you catch it on the rim? What happened? Yeah, oh, this yeah, was a dunking injury. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makes sense. Thank you for that. Can That's you type? Exactly. Like, does it hurt to type or anything? Today, with the was, right- today was tough. You might notice bears things a little bit shorter than normal. <laughs> um, we're we're doing the old like finger typing thing. Oh yeah, which is, I don't know how you could ever do that. Um, so yeah, not not good. I honestly don't even know what happened. This was like a. It's it, still yeah, it's still going on from it was from Monday bothering was me. There. I thought I slept on it wrong, and then I made the mistake. I went and played golf, mm-hmm. and then I ca- helped carry this giant canoe last weekend. The neighbors needed help moving it. That did not help. Fun fact: canoes are heavy, and. Ah big and they weigh more than they should which i think is why the kayak uh now exists because they're plastic and smaller and they're more fun quite frankly um so yeah the canoe was a problem and then uh eventually my wife was like you just gotta stop using it let it heal whatever it is you just gotta let it heal yeah hopefully hopefully that works and once once it and does then next can... week i'll borrow the uh, gripper there you thing. go the gripper that's what we're why, why do you even have that Sometimes I couldn't do any physical activity for the past two days. So like, let me do something while I watch picked up Ted Lasso for, and that is a fantastic show. Love it. You just picked up Ted Lasso. I just picked it up. Actually, I just got like a six month uh, free Apple TV subscription. I'm like, this is amazing. I haven't watched season two yet. I could have been binge watched that all yesterday, but told my girlfriend, like I'll, I'll wait. So I finished the whole season and I'll just wait. there. It's a great show. It, it's um like it took me a while for me to convince my wife to start watching Ted Lasso with me because because I'm like it's not a it's it's 
she's not huge on comedies and then sports and comedy. It's like hard sell. It's a hard sell. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain this to you, honey, but it's not really a comedy, even though it's got a bunch of funny people in it and there are jokes and it's definitely not a show about soccer, even though the whole thing is about a soccer Pretty. team. Um, and then she started watching it finally and understood it. It's a great show. It's a great show. It is. I'm, I'm so glad I picked it up and I'm looking forward to season two. All right. Um, now, can you tell us about Owen or do you need help? I think I got this. I think the voice is going okay. here. It's coming back. Yes, I hopefully. Uh, our next partnership is one of my personal favorites. As Adam just said, Owen, which stands for only what you need. This brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday and especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach, and all these amazing ingredients reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need. I've been using Owen for the last two years, and I even got my girlfriend hooked on it. And if you're looking for a recommendation, the Pro Elite Chocolate Shake, Adam, it's my personal favorite. What's also cool is that I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO and Justin Fields and try Owen, only what you need. And one more shout out for our CHGO memberships. Check it out. Of course, if you've been here, you know we have podcast live shows every day. For every team, uh, check them out. It's not just the Bear shows. Um, we're actually starting a new show where we're just going to have videos of Nick doing hand workouts. That's all it's going to be. So you can check Tune out in. that one coming coming up. That's how many shows we have. Uh, of course, the post-game shows. I can't wait to start having Bears post-game shows. So yes. far, they've been just absolutely fire for our other teams. Including I'd like to fire, experience that at some actually. point. Actually. Um, and uh, we have the premium written content for members at allchgo.com, which is where you can get my Bears Things column right now. We also have up there all of Will DeWitt's player profiles, which we're about to talk about another player coming up right now. Uh, those are actually unlocked for you. So if you're wondering, you're kind of on the fence, hey, what can I get online at allchgo.com? Well, check out the pro player profiles. Uh, you'll realize how much work Will put into those how in-depth they are, and then you're going to be like, you know what? I want to sign up for a membership. Then you can check out Bears things, all of Nick's stuff as well. It's all up there. When you sign up, you get the dope merch. You get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get access to our members-only Discord where we interact with you uh, online. And actually, we're probably due for a little Q&A on the Discord. You with your single typing there, that might be a little, little difficult. Yeah, maybe you should take this one since you don't have a voice and I don't have a wrist. Probably makes Perfect. sense. Perfect. Probably makes sense. All right. So today, Nicholas Morrow. That's who Will wrote about. He didn't write about Nicholas Moriano. He wrote about Nicholas Morrow, the linebacker for the Chicago Ooh. Bears, who uh, is more and more looking like the Bears' Mike linebacker with Roquan Smith at the will. Um, and this is a player you're going to want to read up on against on because he's looking like a player who's going to play a lot of football for the Chicago Bears this season, and he hasn't been on the team. So uh, you can read up on 
what he did after not playing last season. He injured his ankle in the preseason. It required season-ending surgery. And so we go back to 2020 where he played 14 games for the Raiders, including 11 starts. Um, and uh, since you like basically share the same name as him, I mean, are you are you in on Nicholas Morrow? I like what Nicholas Morrow brings to the table here, Adam. I think it'll be a nice compliment to Roquan Smith. Just when you see his skill set in terms of being someone that can run sideline to sideline, it's exactly what you want to have um, next to you when you have a Roquan Smith who also has that capability. But with him taking on that role of being the the signal caller, there's a sense of of responsibility that comes with it, but also Eberflus, Allen Williams have trust and Williams to be that guy while Roquan Smith still is the 100-plus tackler that he can be. So I do think that these two, you know, could have a good chance to have a really good season next to each other. Um, when he was actually playing and was healthy, he was under um, Matt Eberflus's mentor at the time, Rod Marinelli, and, you know, that hits philosophy kind of overlaps there a little bit too. But when he was there, he – Morrow finished with a career-high 77 tackles, three sacks, nine passes defended, which was the most out of any linebacker that season. He also had a fumble recovery. And if you go back to 2020 and watch that Falcons game, that's where you can see all of Morrow's skill set really come to life. And I think if you have if you have Justin Jones doing what he's doing at the three-tech position and he can play next to, I think, is a better linebacker than he's ever played with in a Roquan Smith, I think you can see some good things out of Nicholas Morrow. Um, health is going to be the big question, but I am buying what uh, the Bears and Morrow are selling. I think he and Justin Jones are both two of the most important players on the entire roster this year because they're they're two players that, quite frankly, I'm not all in on that I am skeptical of, but I also see the upside. Like I also mm -hmm. see, hey, if these guys can stay healthy – maybe they are great bargains that they managed to get in here. Um, but I still side towards the more likely outcome of probably not going to be available for all 17 games. And that can honestly be said for almost every player at this point, just the injuries happen. Um, so, but I'd also be lying if I sat here and said, I've, you know, I've broke, watched every snap of Nicholas Morrow's career. So I see the upside in, in the, the homework I have done and I hope it works out. Um, and if it really puts Roquan Smith in a position where he can have an even more success as a will linebacker, then, you know, maybe this thing really works out, but, and then there's also a scenario where we're only talking about a guy that's really a key piece for a year. And then you're going out and finding another linebacker at some point to pair with uh, with Roquan for long-term. Yeah, he only signed the one-year deal, so it is that prove it. You know, prove it to me that you belong on this team moving forward, that you can be somebody that builds with this defense. So um, for Nicholas Morrow, I think he's in, he's in a good situation to kind of showcase what he's about. And in this defense, these, these interior linebackers are going to make a lot of plays. If he's up to that, can make those plays, then he can earn himself another contract. But... There is some uncertainty. Like I'm a little bit maybe more optimistic that he can achieve what the Bears want out of him. Well, it's, it's the all name. Gonna, it's the name. It has to be yeah. the name. So when he signed, I'm like, all right, rooting for this guy. 
Uh, all right. Well, good job by you, Nicholas Moriano, uh, powering through another day. And, With a small uh, hiccup in the beginning, I'm like, oh, God, the voice is not yeah. going to make it throughout the show. Thank goodness it did. But real quickly, if Lawrence has a capability of bring up to bring up Adam Johns's tweet that I yeah. sent in there, because okay. what yeah. the hell is this animal there, Adam? Hold on. At Hold on. Hall, when I go there, there are these weird creatures that just well, pop out of nowhere. Yeah, there, well, there's weird birds. Uh, what is that? What is this? What is that? It looks like some type of crustacean. I didn't know those were even here. Whole look it I mean that's a it, pincher. That is Yeah, that's it's, uh it's, it's like it's a, a crayfish, crawfish, whatever you crayfish. It's basically know. saying Adam Johns, get the hell away from me or you're going to get these, yeah. these I, I do like how he's got him out there. He's like, yeah. "Come at me, he's Johns." Like, <laughs> is that a crawfish? I feel like it has too many legs cray, for a crawfish. Crayfish, isn't that yeah. what the, Crawfish, we call them? Crayfish. I, don't, I don't know, but it's like a lobster. It was like yeah. a scorpion at first. So like, what the? What is going a on here? Lobster and a crab like merged bodies. Like I don't. What is going on there? <laughs> you got well, bears there. I know that the cranes are there. I heard common, there are coyotes over there. Pond animal, according to yeah, a common pond animal. Okay, well that's why well, I stay out of ponds then. Apparently, because I wouldn't want to run into that. The pond. Pond pond's good for you though. Okay. Oh, I am now going to give Adam Johns an assignment that he has to figure out by the morning what that is because we'll be recording an episode of Hogan Johns tomorrow morning. So we will yeah. have to report that. I, I will be too to get to just hear that report specifically because I saw that. I'm like, what? What is this thing? Oh, I'm glad I didn't see that in person. Um, all right. We're out of here. Uh, thank you so much for watching, listening. Please, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen to your pods. We appreciate you doing that. If you're watching live on YouTube, there's absolutely no reason to not hit. You should be hitting that like button. You should be hitting the subscribe button. Yeah. You should be getting the notifications. I got my notification today about 30 minutes before we went on and said, hey, live in 30 minutes, we're recapping OTAs. And it was at a different time today because of OTAs. So you could have had that notification. Uh, appreciate everybody who has signed up. Also get those memberships at allchgo.com. Follow us on Twitter, all social media. We're there for you. Great job by Lawrence, as always, our producer today. We'll be back tomorrow in studio, I hope. Are you going to be there, Nick? I should be. I'm, I'm trending in the right direction, unless my voice just goes out. Rip it and rip it. Yeah, keep working on those workouts. We'll see if you make it to tomorrow. Do my best. All right, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow at 1 p.m. See ya. See ya.